go to Yada's Tiny House Village for a welcome... Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances. But most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are Global Transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Ahlan Wasalan. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadef. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. And I want to add another greeting to my family in Hawaii, Hawaii, Maui, Aloha. Yes, I have been to Maui twice in my life. I was blessed to be married uh, to a man who worked for a major airline, so we took four trips to Hawaii, the Big Island, Oahu, Kauai, Oahu, I think it is, and two trips to Maui. So my heart goes out to the residents of Maui. I send love and blessings to all those who are on the uh, island of Maui, cleaning up the mess that was brought upon them by the powers that be. Let's just put it that way. So we want to bless them every hour of the day, and I believe that the people of Maui are going to come together and rebuild and renew their faith to live on that island in peace. If you've never been to Maui, it's an experience of a lifetime. So bless you, all my brothers and sisters on Maui. May you feel the love. May you feel the love that we're sending out to you today. So we are here in Blog Talk Radio Studio now. Woo-hoo! And 
uh, YouTube and Facebook. Uh, I apologize for all of those who were listening in on um, Sunday, I believe it was, and Blog Talk was in maintenance mode. They like shut everything down, went into maintenance mode, which is okay. We have to do that sometimes. So that is why I offer you YouTube, uh, my YouTube channel, Viata's Tiny House Village, and two of my Facebook pages are open today, are always used on uh, my Friday morning show and Sunday night show, and that's Facebook, uh, Vieta, V-I-E-T-T-A, you can find me, there aren't very many Vietas, Robin, or Facebook, Soul Purpose Healing, that's where... Um, <clears throat> I do uh, my Sunday show, Soul Purpose Healing. So welcome. And then, we, of course, we are in Blog Talk Studio today. They are actually running well today. So you can always go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the email dash solution for uh, a listening uh, experience only. You can only listen if you go to the blogtalkradio.com the dash female solution. You can listen. So you might be driving in your car, and if you don't want to call in, 515-605-9325 and listen while you're driving. Because some some uh, cell phone uh, companies charge one cent per minute. So if you're on here um, for two hours, that adds up one cent per minute at 60 cents. Okay, 60 cents, I think. One cent per minute, so 60 minutes. So if you don't want to pay that, that's fine. Go to the blogtalkradio.com and listen, or go to YouTube, or go to Facebook. So thank you for joining me this morning. We have a very, very important topic um, to talk about, and I'm like, where is my, um, I just realized my banners aren't up. Uh, So let me just bring in my banners. No, no, that's the wrong banner. I haven't made a banner yet for, uh, I have to create a new banner. So, excuse me, our topic today is healing, healing the pain, the pain of drug use and food, bad diet. Uh, I was motivated by synchronicity to do this show on pain. There is a, there is a Netflix documentary called Pain Killer. And Sunday evening, Sunday afternoon, my, my family and I were watching uh, some Marvel movie. And then just before my show on Sunday, they decided they wanted to watch this documentary called Painkiller about Purdue Pharmacy uh, and the number of people who have uh, transitioned because they overdosed on OxyContin. So I just barely started watching it. And I said, I've got to go do my show. So I came here to my house. And I get a text from my brother, Kwame Sunhorse, saying, you got to watch Painkiller. Have you watched Painkiller? I'm like, that is so weird. I was just getting ready to watch it. And then he texts me. So long story short, I watched four, I think it's like four episodes. Mind-blowing, not about the pharmaceutical corruption as much as about the number of people who were sucked into this, journey from pain to pleasure, where they actually started snorting this pill. They People were, are, we were and probably still are cutting it up like cocaine, okay? It's a pill, it's a pill, round pill. 
and they were cutting it up like cocaine. They have been doing this and snorting it because the level of mental, emotional, physical pain in many people gets to a place of kind of insanity. They lose their mind, in my opinion. No judgment. It's just what happens. People lose their mind because they can't manage their emotional, physical, or mental pain. So today, I'm going to offer you some A-tool, EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques, tapping. We're going to do a lot of tapping today on pain and all its many facets. And we also are going to share with you some information. Because this is a global platform, we're going to share information to you about pain, about um, the pharmaceutical, what's happening today with OxyContin and the Supreme Court, and so much more. But we've got a, a listener uh, already posting on on uh, Facebook saying it was done on purpose. I think they're talking about the Maui fires. And um, they, he said, Obadiah Young is listening. Thank you, Obadiah, for tuning in. He said to destroy land. And then he says, no alarm, millionaire, no fire. So that is uh, the opinion of many people. He's not alone in his thoughts. So that's why we're going to just keep sending love and, and healing energy to Maui. Because we suspect some things went on there that weren't natural, weren't normal. Okay? That's how I look at it. So we can all be more compassionate now that this has happened. And actually, I thought about this today. Before we get our joint rolling, Mother Maui is calling us. Take that in. Think that. Let that sink in. Mother Maui. Maui is an island with much sacred energy. If you've never been there, you need to go to Maui and experience it. Even Hawaii. The, the breeze on the island is heavenly. The experience of being there, the, the trout, it is just heavenly. But Mother Maui, that's what some of my YouTubers are talking about. Mother Maui is talking Because there was a fire on that island, which has caused uh, many people to be homeless and children have died, adults have died. Mother Maui, I believe, my personal opinion, is calling to us about the inflamed emotions inflamed, fiery emotions that can cause us pain, okay? So that's my thought for this morning as we prepare to do our joint rolling and um, love our bodies more, love on ourselves more this morning by filling our minds with knowledge and wisdom this morning that I'm going to share with you. And moving this body, one of the keys keys to longevity and health is eat less, move more. So let us get into joint rolling. For those of you who may be new to my channel, joint rolling, we're not going to be getting high with this. We're not going to be smoking anything today or any day. We're going to be moving all our joints. Why? Because it's improves your lymphatic system, for one. When you're moving these joints, it helps your lymphatic system, which is a, 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 a tubal system of draining 
toxins and waste out of the body. Magnificent system here, lymphatic system, all over from your head to your toe, you have a lymphatic. So moving the joints around helps to drain that system. Now, it also helps improve your circulation because if you sit here all day and you don't move, you don't do anything, your circulation would be like a river, a stagnant river because you're mostly water. And that water, is, if that water is not moving, guess what? Pain. And then uh, lastly, it lubricates the joints. Synovial fluid is what's in every joint. We're so magnificently made that it pays um, to give attention to this body every morning, even before you get out of bed. You can start rolling these joints, and that's what we're going to do right now, put on a little music. And uh, thank you all for joining me this morning. Going to put on a little music this morning. Time for Healing by the Sounds of Blackness. They are a beautiful uh, group that sings beautiful music. And this song is, I, did, I don't own the rights to this music, but the Sounds of Blackness gave me permission to play this music. I still can't find a better uh, song, music, to uh, introduce uh, health and well-being with the other. It's just the words and everything. So I'm going to turn it down a little bit so you can hear my voice uh, when you need to. But today it's healing root, the root cause of pain, drug use, and bad diet. And we start off with wisdom, moving these joints. So let's get on the floor if you can, or even if you're sitting in your chair. Let's take a deep breath in before we start. Deep breath in through the nose. Inhale, inhale, and exhale. Inhale. Get more oxygen in. Get that, that body moving with the oxygen pump breath called the breath. Exhale, and inhale one more time. And exhale. And we want you to continue the inhaling and the exhaling as you move through the joint rolling. Now, I'm going to be showing you two ways to lubricate your joints this morning, and especially the arms and legs. There's two ways you can do it. One way might not be as easy for you, so I'll give you an alternative way. But let's get busy with some music, and we're going to start with our neck. Let's pause here. Hold it back. So many 
super tasty. It's hot.
the leg. And please do this for this morning. Healing, 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 healing mode. Now let's just bring those knees to your chest. Hug them if you can't rock side to side. And then let's rub the bottom of our feet and the hands together to activate, activate, activate your meridian points. We're going to do a lot of that today, activating our meridian points. Hug those knees again. Hug those knees, hug those knees. And rock to one side and push up. And we are back up again. And we want to do some finals. Final preparation here for the body to sit for a while and listen. Rub those hands together. Stir up some heat, heat, heat. Place those hands behind the neck. Squeeze and release. 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 Ooh, feeling good all the way down the spine. That's your vagus nerve stimulation you're doing. And let's just continue down the arm. Pat those arms. Get some love pats going. Want a pit, not a poof here. So if you've got a poof, you got to work on getting that fat gone away, getting rid of that fat. Pat down the arm. Squeeze that, in, that lymphatic point there and massage a little. Let's um, tap on the thymus gland here. Get your immune system pumped up. And always rub, squeeze the breasts and give them some love because they can get congested. And we want to just love on them as much. And then that's one more point is the back where the kidneys and the adrenal glands are. Let's give a, a little love pat there and massage. Thank you, kidneys. Say thank you to your kidneys and your adrenal glands. Ooh, they do a lot of work when we're under stress especially so give them some love all right and then just give yourself a hand for showing up and doing the love work that your body needs every day so we're gonna i'm gonna move back to uh let's see i'm gonna move back to my studio so you're gonna get to see my roof or my ceiling with all my plants spreading around but I'm back in the studio with my dad my ancestor he's an ancestor he left the planet at 95 so grateful and this is the cover of the book he and I wrote you can find that at shermanjhoward.com football and beyond the legend and legacy of an african-american NFL pioneer. So he's my hero ancestor. So thank you, thank you for joining me this morning. We are talking about, and I didn't get my banner done, but we're talking about healing the pain. Healing the pain. Pain, I'm realizing uh, after watching the documentary Pain Killers, on Netflix about the Purdue Corporation that put out OxyContin, which can, became a cocaine-like substance for many and killed them. Over the people overdosed on OxyContin, 
And Purdue Pharmaceutical is run or is or was run by, it appeared, a bunch of white men with no morals, basically. All business. So no, really no judgment here, just all business. Some, some business people have no morals, no conscience. So that's what happens with uh, the OxyContin debacle. So I want to just share with you what's happening. Uh, what ha- Some of the people who were affected by that uh, and how they're, what they're doing today, what happened to some of, some of them died actually. But um, I want to just help you see the degree of the seriousness of this company. And here are some of the patients. I want to bring this up, uh, if I can, on my on my screen, my YouTube screen. Some of the people who were uh, caught up in this oxycontin. I may not have it. Uh, okay, here we go. I think I got it. Um, let's see. But some of the people who were caught up in the OxyContin deception and lies. Um, it's it's kind of sad, and yet it's not because they have become the teachers. They've become the teachers. So here is um, Purdue, 1998 Purdue Pharma distributed a promotional video to 15,000 doctors telling how OxyContin improves seven patients' lives. So we're going to start there and just give you an update on some of the people who why they just needed a pain drug and what happened. I got my life back now. Now I can enjoy every day that I live. I can really enjoy myself. And before, even a good day was hell. I mean, I couldn't enjoy nothing. But now I can enjoy myself. That's when I say it's wonderful. I look at the future the same way uh, uh, um, a young guy, 25, 30-year-old would. His biggest problem was he would sleep a lot. And I mean... Uh, he slept, he was at the point where um, he was could be sitting in here talking like I'm talking and fall right off to sleep while he was talking. I went to the point where I had to put his socks and shoes on, his clothes on, his shaving, wash his hair, look out of him just like you would look out of a two or three year old. He said, I'm in so much pain, I've got to have that pain medicine. He said, I just cannot live without that pain medicine. People would look at him and literally think, well, he's got to be drunk or he's got to be high on something. They didn't know, you know, he was just on a lot of medicine. And my phone rang and it was him and he said, uh, I can't go no farther. 
and the highway patrolman told me within five minutes after I got off the phone with him, he ran off the road. That's when he ran off the road. And they said what happened, eyewitness behind him said that they thought maybe he'd got distracted, which I knew what was wrong with him. He fell asleep from that mother's, and I knew what it was. when I first started I was on 20 milligrams in the morning and 20 in the evening and it works <laughs> it works since I've been on this new pain medication I have not missed one day of work and my boss really appreciates that Lauren is there every day so I'm able to be very productive a productive um, person again which is really great eventually it stopped working and it got increased. I think it was 40 in the morning and 40 in the evening. And then eventually that got increased. <laughs> this went on for years. Went on for years. I lost my job and I lost my insurance. So it got to the point where <clears throat> I couldn't afford it. And I didn't buy it one time. And that was the beginning of the end for me. Because I could no longer afford it. But that time that I went without it was uh, probably the most unbelievable, excruciating, horrible time of my life. The withdrawals were just unbelievable. I just knew eventually I was, uh, you know, I'd probably kill myself OD taking this medicine. I would never take another Oxycontin. There's, you couldn't get me to take another Oxycontin, never again. Physical therapy hopefully will get me strong enough where eventually I won't need to use the, the, uh, the drug therapy, but the drug therapy allowed me to do the physical therapy, which in turn lowered my blood pressure and lowered the, the, the blood levels. Periodically, he and I would go have lunch together. In the conversation was always the fact that he was taking lots of meds. He had just seen the doctor, or he was just going to see the doctor, or he was about to meet a new doctor. So the word doctor and meds and pain, those words came up over and over and over again. And I would say, where's, where's the pain? I did ask him that. And he'd say, all over, all over it especially my back and my, my arms and my shoulders, all over. When I started taking oxycodone two months ago, it was the first time I had felt normal since my original injury ten years ago. All that time I had suffered greater or lesser extent of pain, and now I feel absolutely normal. I, I really I love what I do, and it would be uh, it would be just heartbreaking for me if I had to give up my career because my back hurt so much I couldn't work. It makes it possible for me to live a more or less uh, normal life. Now this medication does not turn you into a zombie. It it is turned me into an active person again. And all these pictures I look at myself 
I look so heavy and so unhappy. And and now I look completely different. I feel different. Life is wonderful again. I've I have found life again and it's worth living now. And I'm so grateful. I am afraid that people like me, patients with legitimate chronic pain who can't live without these kinds of drugs in addition to other things I do to manage the pain, I'm afraid we're the ones that are going to pay for it. We'll be made to suffer if people get overwhelmed in this idea that, oh, we have to do away with these or, or whatever. I'm, it makes me worry for me and how my life is going to be affected. I, don't, I can't go back to the way it was back in the, in the early 90s. He, he took the medicine and, and hopes that that was going to change things, you know, but he had no idea. I know he would have never stayed on it. He would never got on it if he knew how he would have ended up, you know, years later. Yes, I can see the pendulum is swinging the other way now, but I just hope it doesn't swing so far as to hurt people like me that legitimately need this as part of my pain management. voices of human beings who have uh, experienced the drug addiction of OxyContin for pain relief. And uh, this documentary, if you have a chance, should be watched. If no other reason than to understand how people become so addicted to a pain medicine. Uh, the, the marketing for this drug was amazing. The sales rep uh, did their job of presenting and, and uh, um, convincing doctors that not only did they need to prescribe this drug, but they need to up the doses on this drug. And, of course, the consequence, uh, as the documentary puts out and reveals, is death for many. Many of them have died. And, and when we come back, I'm going to give you an update on the Supreme Court decision to block Purdue Pharmaceuticals uh, effort to be to file bankruptcy for protection and why do I want it because we as conscious human beings individuals should be very aware of this situation and and resist and fight it if we can to not allow these pharmaceutical companies to get away with anything anymore they're getting away with murders literally murder and this documentary, which I was just so moved by uh, on um, Netflix, Painkillers it's called, is just one example of how pharmaceutical companies do their business without conscience. And they, they do it with the, the sole profit motive and disregard the consequences of all these doctors prescribing this drug that eventually causes people to go to the extreme level of pleasure with this drug and snorting it, putting it in their nose to get the effect of not just pain relief, because it goes beyond pain relief when you're snorting it in your nose. You have gotten to a place where you are not managing your emotional, mental, or physical pain. 
in a healthy way. And so that's what we want to talk about today, healing the root cause of pain, which we're going to talk about the emotional, the physical, or the mental that needs to be um, managed, not just the physical. So we got to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to share with you the I'm going to take a call. Uh, someone's raised their hand in the studio. We don't want to miss you. And if you have a comment, please uh, post your comment on YouTube or Facebook so we can share it with others in the studio. Uh, so let's go to a commercial break, and we'll return with more on healing the root cause of the pain that many are experiencing uh, all over the planet. Are you constantly arguing with your spouse? Are your children misbehaving and acting out? Is someone in your family abusing drugs? Have you been the victim of domestic violence? Are you grieving over the loss of a loved one? Let us help you restore serenity to your life. At Serenity Family Social Services, we understand that good mental health is a result of emotional well-being. Our goal is to assist you and your family in removing emotional distress and restoring harmony and balance to your lives. We offer individual, couples, and family counseling. I'm Howard Williams, CEO of Serenity Family Social Services. Call us today at 312-315-4820. That's 312-315-4820. say we would like to be wealthy but wealth isn't determined by how much money you have wealth is determined by your power to define what money is the dictionary defines money as something used as a way to pay for goods and services and to pay people for their work so how would you like to have access to an unlimited source of money money that is not taxed by the government Money that increases as you share the opportunity with others. Money that you can use to pay for goods and services and pay people for their work. I'm talking about Bitcoin. It's the future of independent wealth building. Bitcoin is the new money that you control. Get started building your wealth. Call 312-849-3456. That's 312-849-3456. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony and the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com.
joining me this morning for health and well-being. I'm Viata, and we're talking about healing the root cause of pain from drug use and bad diet. We're going to bring that diet in for sure. Because there, in my opinion, after watching Painkillers on Netflix, for those of you just joining me, I was inspired by the documentary Painkiller on Netflix, which tells the story of Purdue Pharmacy uh, promoting a Oxycontin pain-relieving drug and um, causing or contributing to, let's say, people really committing suicide and overdosing on this drug because they start out in the beginning of this documentary talking about the psychology from pain to pleasure that people go through when they have pain and then having relief from the pain and then having the drug be ineffective basically and causing the pain to come back again because that's the way drugs are. They have side effects. And I'm beginning to think one of the side effects to pain medication is more pain. Eventually people weren't getting enough relief uh, the pain comes back if you don't continually feed your body this drug. And then eventually they're snorting. This is an amazing thing going on in this documentary. People start chopping up this pill. That it wasn't enough to take it through the mouth. People began to inhale, snort it like cocaine. It became like the usual pleasure-seeking drug. And so people died, of course. Because at the end, you see uh, exactly the consequences of snorting too much of this drug just stops the heart. And that's why we want to heal the root cause of pain, not uh, from, and the pain from drug use, basically, and the diet. We're going to talk about that. So let me go to the phones. Uh, we do have a caller who pressed one. We don't Admiral wanna... Nelson Bay. Admiral Nelson Bay. Welcome yes, I love my new name. Uh, yes, yes Sister Viata. You know, Michael Jackson, by his own admission, had what I would characterize as a morbid fear of pain. When I was in Denver, Colorado, to meet Your Majesty Najaya Millennium Queen L, self-styled Empress of Heaven and Earth and the Holy Spirit, flesh, blood, and bone, formerly a member of the Nation of Islam and now also a member of the More Science Temple of America, um, we were um, together to um, get that reparations deal with President Trump at the time. But to make a long story short, one of her two black Lincoln town car stretch limousines uh, was uh, well. That's what where I uh, where we were um, living out of. Uh, but to make a long story short, uh, there's this um, white girl who approached us in the parking lot and indicated that she was snorting some pills. And I commented that I thought she was very attractive, white girl. And uh, she said that she didn't think she was attractive at all. And then uh, there's another anecdote that I want to mention, and that has to do with how it is that the ideal thing is to be completely uh, drug-free. Uh, I've never uh, smoked anything, uh, but I recognize that for some people, smoking, whether it's marijuana or tobacco, 
sometimes people are in a state of body that they would be ill-affected if they were to cold turkey um, get off of drugs. And so at people's uh, the, the the best way to get off of drugs is that you find it so miserable to use them that just as a natural matter, of course, you stop using whatever chemical substances might have alleviated some pain or discomfort for you. And uh, I'm a practitioner of German New Medicine, and I met... Laura Magdalene Eisenhower, great-granddaughter of Dwight David Eisenhower, she's a self-described medical astrologist, and I would love to have her on your show. LauraEisenhower.com is a website that she uses. Now, is she a practitioner of German New Medicine also? Um, maybe, but I say that she's at the apex of German New Medicine. Okay, so great. I would love, I am also a practitioner of German medicine. That's what this chart is behind me for those of you on uh, YouTube and Facebook. This chart represents the chart of Germanic new medicine. It's a very, very educational tool to learn about this human vessel and how we respond to trauma in our body from the skin levels of the mesoderm, the ectoderm, the endoderm to the brain actually picking up uh, trauma in certain areas and then manifesting in the body. So thank you, uh, Admiral Bay Nelson. One last thought, for, please. There was yeah. um, on uh, healthrangerreport.com, a report by Health Ranger Mike Adams, that Karen Kingsley is targeted for assassination because she – advocates that sheriffs all over America confiscate all of these uh, so-called vaccinations. And then that would give us an opportunity to analyze these chemicals. And that is going to indict uh, Big Pharma unlike anything else. Wow, that's huge. Uh, Thank you for that news and that update. Uh, he, uh, Admiral Nelson Bay, thank you, in Chicago. Keep doing what you're doing, educating people, sharing with people. That's where we are today. Mother Maui, the island of Maui in Hawaii, is calling us, calling us to wake up and stop being inflamed, stop the inflammation in our bodies, and do what you can to stop the inflammation being perpetrated by corporations like Purdue Pharmacy. Here's an update uh, and talk about uh, suits and legislation, uh, Admiral Bay Nelson. Here's an update on what the Supreme Court did um, to Purdue. They're trying to uh, file bankruptcy, I believe, to protect themselves. Oh, no, we ain't protecting no. And I'm so glad that this uh, came out. But here's a little update on the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court Court has temporarily blocked a bankruptcy plan for drug maker Purdue Pharma, a plan that would have paid out billions of dollars to address the opioid epidemic, but would have also shielded the company's owners, the Sackler family, from legal liability. William Brangham has more on the implications. 
Amna, this controversial bankruptcy plan was stalled because the U.S. Justice Department argued that shielding the Sacklers from all future lawsuits was an abuse of the bankruptcy system. The Sacklers themselves did not declare bankruptcy. But that delay means that at least $6 billion in relief is not going to communities all over the country to help them address the addiction and overdose crisis. NPR's Brian Mann has been covering all of this closely, and he joins us now. Brian, welcome back to the NewsHour. Uh, we, we thought this was a settled issue. Several judges had signed off on this. So help us understand what, what happened at the Supreme Court yesterday. Yeah, this surprised a lot of legal experts that the Supreme Court was willing to take this on. Uh, in the past, the Supreme Court has often been reluctant to wade into issues dealing with bankruptcy. It's a messy legal area. Uh, but this, uh, the, the Department of Justice, the DOJ, had repeatedly made strong legal arguments that what was happening here would create a kind of roadmap where more and more non-bankrupt companies, very wealthy individuals like the Sacklers, could begin using the really awesome power of bankruptcy to avoid accountability, to limit their liability. They would essentially pay in billions of dollars, as in this case, but in exchange be able to walk away free of all future uh, civil claims. Uh, and the DOJ convinced enough justices to look at this that uh, now we're going to see a full hearing in December. Is that a legitimate fear? I mean, are there examples of other companies that have done what they're, what they're talking about? Absolutely. Over the last five to ten years, and really more intensely over the last two to three years, a lot of very wealthy corporations and individuals have begun finding loopholes in federal bankruptcy law, maneuvers in federal bankruptcy law that allow them to kind of tap into this. We saw Johnson & Johnson, for example, the fabulously wealthy uh, corporation, create a subsidiary, push it into bankruptcy, and then try to piggyback on that bankruptcy in order to block tens of thousands of lawsuits linked to claims that it's baby powder how baby powder caused ovarian cancer. Maneuvers like that are more and more common, and, and you have a lot of legal scholars, a lot of members of Congress saying, wait a minute, wasn't bankruptcy just supposed to be for actual bankrupt, insolvent companies? And, and now we see the Supreme Court saying, yeah, maybe this is a question we need to look at. Back to this, the particular case with Purdue Pharma, this, this original deal as agreed to was Liability for the Sacklers, but the Sacklers will put in $6 billion and give that out to communities all over the country to address addiction and overdoses. What are those communities and states and tribes all saying now that this deal has been put on hold? You know, it's, it's been fascinating, William, to see the conflict within the victim community, the opioid victim community, and among these communities, many of them have said, we don't really think this looks like justice where the Sacklers are concerned that they'll get to now walk away from this opioid epidemic, you know, essentially free after paying out this money. On the other hand, they desperately need the cash. You know, $750 million was supposed to go to families of people who died uh, from Oxycontin overdoses, people who lost years of their lives to this uh, addiction epidemic, uh, billions going to communities for addiction health treatment programs. And, and right now, there's a lot of dismay that that money is going to be on hold, uh, again, at least through December, when the Supreme Court's going to review this, and, and likely much longer. You know, this, this deal has been held up for years with legal wrangling and, and, and delays, and people are impatient. I mean, this has always been the central tension with this struggle. The, the very 
tangible anger against the Sacklers because there's a fairly good documentary trail that they knew how much problem their drugs were causing and yet they continued to push them and yet these communities all over the country who are desperate for this kind of aid. Will the Supreme Court in the end make a resolution about this? What, what are we likely to see when they make a ruling? What we're likely to see is, is pretty, pretty big. This is really, in some ways, it could change the way justice works in America. Right now, a lot of people are using, the, again, the really awesome power of bankruptcy that can force people to make settlements, force people to give up lawsuits. And again, usually that's reserved for bankrupt companies, insolvent individuals. Uh, but in recent years, some parts of the country, appeals courts have allowed bankruptcy judges to approve deals like this. And in some parts of the country, bankruptcy judges have said, no, this, this power isn't in the law. And so what the Supreme Court is now likely to do is resolve this nationally, either open the door to bankruptcy courts being able to, to do deals like this, cut arrangements like this with people like the Sacklers, with companies like Johnson & Johnson and Purdue Pharma. They may say yes and open the floodgates. Or it's possible they'll say, no, you know, this is not what bankruptcy was meant to do. This bankruptcy was meant for insolvent companies, not for wealthy people trying to essentially pay their way out of a lot of lawsuits. Brian Mann of National Public Radio, thank you so much, as always, for helping us get. That's an update on the Purdue Pharmaceutical Company and their um, struggle to hide their guilt uh, with OxyContin pain reliever that has killed uh, many people who overdosed on this drug because of their need or their desire to have pleasure over pain. So today we want to get into the root cause of pain because as a practitioner of not just German new medicine but EFT, which is emotional freedom techniques, I have learned uh, that pain relief is just a hand away, a finger away. And so I want to bring you today to an awareness of this tool you have right in your fingers to relieve your pain. It really is that simple. So um, we're going to do a little tapping this morning. I want to give you an example of emotional pain first uh, that can create the inflammation. Remember, today we, I started out talking about Maui, the island of Maui. I've been there twice, the most amazing heavenly place. So we're feeling the pain and suffering of the people of Maui in, in my mind today. My whole family has been there twice. So Mother Maui is calling us because what did we just, what are we witnessing? The results of flames, flames, inflammation, Inflammation is a message, it's a spiritual message, it's a global message to remind us of how flame, inflammation is, re, is responsible for what you and I call pain. So Mother Maui is calling us to deal with the results of inflammation, the pain that results. My sister, for many, some of you have heard this story, but this was the biggest example in my life to help me understand pain and emotional pain and what it does to the body. Uh, my oldest sister was diagnosed with breast cancer in her left breast after the death of her only child who was hit by a car one day in Chicago. And she died that evening from a heart 
attack because the, the damage to her body. So two years later, my sister was diagnosed with breast cancer. She never uh, got relief from her, true relief from her emotional pain of losing a child. That is probably the most common pain, emotional pain that someone goes through, the death of a child. Now, my dad got over her death. He he so he's such a he was such a philosopher and full of wisdom that he processed his first child, his oldest child's death, in such an amazing way, mostly in silence, meditation, and all that, because he was in his eighties, I think. And so his way of dealing with the pain of his oldest ch- adult child was meditation, reflection in his in the Bible, and and hearing sermons and all, that, and then talking to me about it and all that. But my oldest sister. From the time her daughters took her last breath, she was in emotional pain till her final breath that she took in 2005, emotional pain. But she was given a drug because the breast cancer was eating right through her breast. Her, she had no skin left on her left breast because of the acceleration of guilt, grief, and and unforgiveness in her body, in her mind. And so I actually witnessed how her, the skin disappeared from all the cancer, just keeping, growing in her left breast from the pain of losing a child. So number one, emotional pain from the death of anything. It could be the death of a cat. Uh, the death of a husband, uh, the death, it can cause the body to go into German New Medicine conflict mode. If you stay in conflict mode, meaning you don't have peace about this loss that you had or have, then the body reacts. And the first thing you feel is inflammation which amounts to pain. So you go to the doctor, which my sister did, because she was her breasts were hurting. Diagnosed with breast cancer, they were hurting, mainly, again, because of the loss of her child. And Louise Hay, oddly enough, says pain is about guilt. This is from the book Heal Your Body. Louise Hay, I use it all the time because it's usually 100% right. Pain is about guilt. Guilt always seeks punishment. Ah, that was, my sister was a perfect example of that. Oh, my goodness. She couldn't get over the guilt of, uh, I think, having a child by a married man. Her, the, my niece's father was married to someone else for a long time. And then unforgiveness sets in with my sister and uh, guilt, unforgiveness, and uh, just so many emotions about losing a child. Grief, that's the other one. Grief, unforgiveness, and guilt. Those were the top three emotions I witnessed in my sister that caused her mental uh, connection to her breast, the nurturing, caring part of her, her, her self to her child was interrupted. Conflict, how German New Medicine teaches about conflict resolution, conflict what happens, the brain receives. And here's the interesting thing. When my sister was living with me, she fell, uh, her, her right her right or left side, and I can't remember, became paralyzed. So we had to take her to the emergency room. 
and they did an x-ray, and they found three lesions in her brain. That's exactly what happens under German New Medicine philosophy and teaching, is that whatever the trauma you have in your life, like the death of a child, sudden death of a child, hit by a car, that child's gone out of your life after 14 years of nurturing, caring, nurturing, caring. She, they found three lesions in her brain when she fell and was paralyzed on one side. That's exactly where the trauma starts, in the brain. If you were to take uh, Dr. Hammer, who uh, developed German New Medicine, teach, taught or teaches how the brain is the first receptor of your trauma in your life, and it registers with a lesion or what can develop into a brain tumor if it's not resolved. So that's why she became paralyzed on her one side because she never resolved that emotional pain of losing a child in one day. 14 years of nurturing, caring for this child, and then in one day her life was gone. Her, her body was gone. So you can imagine, I just want to give this as the first example. There are many. If you have an example of your own emotional pain you've been through, please share it with us so we can all learn. But that was the emotional pain that caused her body to be, her breast especially, in pain as the cells, as the cancer was eating away at her skin. So we want to, when we come back on the break, we want to tap on that type of an experience, how emotional freedom techniques can help you resolve that conflict, let go of the, quote, pain, let go of the inflammation, Mother Maui. Maui is calling us to let go of the inflammation. Heal the flame. Heal the flame inside of you that's contributing to your discomfort that might drive you to a doctor who gives you Oxycontin or any other opiate that will not get rid of your emotional pain. That's the key here is that these doctors are doing business with big pharma, and they're just doing what they believe is right from their training with the Rockefeller Institution that says make money, make money. So anyway, we're going to take a break. Take a deep breath. I hope this has been helpful for you to understand how we're going to heal the root cause of pain and the drug use and diet that's killing us. That's really the inflammation source is the drug and the diet. We're going to get into that and we just seem, may not have enough time, but we'll work on it. So we'll be right back after these messages. Hang in there. Hey, it's time to take charge of your health. I'm Viata, your holistic life coach, and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, I'm here on The Female Solution to empower you to make choices that will assist your evolution to abundant health. I'm also blogging every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at Soul Purpose Healing, where I bring you a spiritual chiropractic adjustment to bring you back into alignment with our Creator's love, compassion, and wisdom. Join me every Friday morning at 8 a.m. and Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. 
Join us for thought-provoking, stimulating, and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness sessions on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit Zelda Speaks. Dot com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness slash stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of mindfulness on higher learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host, Kareem Hamid, every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show as we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our hosts. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. Welcome back. We're back. We're talking this morning about healing, healing the root cause of pain. Because I had a synchronistic moment on Sunday. Uh, my family started watching this documentary called Painkiller, and I had to leave and do my Sunday night show. But Kwame Sunhorse texted me and said, you need to watch the painkillers right after this moment with my family. I thought, that's weird. Why is he texting me the same time? And he didn't have any idea that they were watching it. So anyway, I watched it. Very, very um, enlightening, enlightening about why people are taking a drug that eventually led them to chop up this drug and snort it and snort it and snort it until it stops their heart. So the responsibility of Purdue Pharma, as I played at the last half hour, is that the Supreme Court is intervening because they want to file bankruptcy and be totally uh, no liability, it's not our fault, blah, 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 we're just doing business, blah, 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 blah. Somebody has to do something. We have to take responsibility here today and do the healing work, I believe. And that's why I'm going to offer you EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques, it's something you can do, use anywhere, anytime, driving in your car. Uh, but mainly, we want to help you see this as a tool for pain. When you're experiencing pain, ask yourself, is this emotional? What happened in my life? Pain. And it could be physical pain that you're feeling. In my sister's case, her breast and the cancer, and then the, but initially it was the loss of her child that caused the body to go into inflammation. Mother Maui is calling us. Flame, put out the flame, put out the flame, and let's get busy healing. That's where Maui is today. And, again, if you just join, I've been to Maui twice. It's heaven on earth. 
And as uh, Obadiah uh, stated earlier, his comments were it was done on purpose to destroy ancestral land, no alarm, millionaire, no fire. A lot of people are feeling that these days that, man, this Maui fire wasn't an accident. Hurricane, I don't care what they say. But when, when you begin to consciously pay attention to what Big Pharma and all of these corporations are doing to our environment, to people. Nah, you don't watch M. You don't watch MSNBC, ABC, CBS, all these mainstream media. You don't watch them first of all. And if you do, you watch it with a grain of salt and watch what's the script that they, I noticed right away with the Maui fire that on YouTube, all the major uh, news networks were saying the same thing. That's a that's a red flag. When they all got the script going before the fire's even out, they got a script going about what happened. Blah blah blah. That's a red flag. So anyway, today we want to put out the flame in your body, in your mind, in your emotions to bring you to peace and pleasure without a drug. So EFT emotional freedom techniques. You've got the healing right in your in your fingertips to to bring relief from your pain. This tool right here given to us at birth in the womb can really help you reduce the inflammation in your body. So EFT is about tapping on the acupuncture points in your body that I'm demonstrating right here on Facebook and YouTube. This is what emotional freedom techniques were developed. And, and I don't want to go into the history of it right now because we just don't have time. But I'm going to just explain as we go the process of relieving your emotional, mental, physical pain, whatever it is, with emotional freedom techniques. So it starts out um, with tapping on the side of the hand. This is the meridian of the small intestine. Now think about on the side of your hand, there's the small intestine. This, this line, invisible line goes all the way down your arm and into this area right under the left breast where your small intestines are. That's the energy that we're working with. And, again, emotions are energy in motion. So when you tap, start the process of EFT on the side of the hand, what you're doing is activating your small intestine meridian to do what the small intestine was designed to do. What? Process, process, and let go, right? You get food in your mouth, goes down your esophagus into your stomach, stomach churns and puts the, dumps the food in the small intestine. Small intestine takes whatever it needs from that food and shares it with the rest of the body, and then it dumps it into the other pathway, the large intestine, the gallbladder, the liver. So when we tap on this, we want to think about the stress, the stress that's contributing to your imbalance. What stress are you dealing with? Is it the loss of a child? Is it the loss of a job? Is it worrying about something? Think about the stress or the fight, flight, emotion that you're dealing with and give it a number. You want to give it a number from 1 to 10. 1 being, eh, it's not really bothering me. It's there, but I don't think about it, blah, blah. 
10 is like stress, extreme, it's painful. You think about it all the time. And some people are at 11, maybe, but 1 to 10, usually when you go in the emergency room, that's what they ask you. What's your pain level, 1 to 10? You tell them. If you're like eyes bulging and, and can't take it another minute, you're at a 10, but one is like, oh, I'm calm. I just want to get rid of it. So give it a number and think about what it is. You know, you have to express it here or just think about what it is that you are stressed about dealing with. So I have this pain about losing my job, for instance. I have this pain about my husband divorcing me. I have this stress about not making enough money. Tap on this with that thought, with those words, that this money, I'm not making enough money. My boyfriend just left me. Um, uh, my husband is being uh, is unfaithful. My children don't listen to me. <laughs> my children reject me. Uh, my grandchildren, let's just say my grandchildren uh, are not listening to me. So that might be a five in my life. Uh, five, and then I get it down to a one. It's like, eh, nothing. It's not the minor. So you tap on that for a while, and then you go to the top of the head, the top of the head, and you say, this, this rejection I'm feeling, this rejection I'm feeling. Again, we're dealing with meridians, acupuncture meridians, and think about how the, the points, acupuncture points, that are going to reduce the inflammation. Think about uh, the event. Think about the event that is stressing you out, the event, the relationship, whatever that's stressing you out as you tap. And the brain realizes it's not a threat. Uh, And then you want stress relief. So then your next point is in between. You can use one hand or two. They both work. It's a, a bilateral thing. The next point is in between the eyebrows. This event that's causing me stress, this event that's causing me stress, uh, outside of the eyebrows, new acupuncture points. This event, whatever it is, think about it and tap. Think about it and tap. That's why it's called emotional freedom techniques. It's about tapping, tapping about the event, this event that's stressing me, uh, the rejection I'm feeling by my grandchildren, let's just say. And then under the eyes, the rejection I'm feeling from my grandchildren. It doesn't feel good. Under the nose, the rejection I'm feeling. The disappointment I'm feeling. Uh, my grandchildren won't listen to me. The rejection and the chest next. After under the, the lips, for those of you in blog talk who or might not see me, after under the nose, that's the acupuncture point, then under the lips, this rejection I'm feeling, this rejection I'm feeling. Um, meridian uh, on the chest right in between the collarbone, this rejection I'm feeling, this rejection I'm feeling. And under the arms, this rejection I'm feeling. This rejection, this disappointment I have, this disappointment I have. (laughs) Cry if you need to, cry. This disappointment I have. And then finally, take a deep breath, deep breath, deep breath. Grab your wrist. This is a process you can do um, at the end and say peace. 
piece. Now, then at this point, this is the first round of emotional freedom technique, releasing, putting out the flame. Assess the number of your events. If you're still at a 10 or you at a 5 in terms of stress level, or has it gone down to a 2 because you acknowledge in your body the stress that you're feeling? You're not just, oh, worrying about it in your head, blah, blah, blah. So the next round would be relief, putting relief into the event, this event, my grandchildren disappointing me. I'm not going to worry about it anymore. It's the minor event in between the eyebrows. I am letting go. I'm letting go. That's, that's a, a common phrase to let go of the flame, the inflammation. I'm letting go of the worry about this event because it doesn't serve me, doesn't serve me. It's not going to help me. Under the eyes, letting go of the worry, the disappointment, letting go of the rejection, the feeling of rejection, letting go of the feeling of rejection. Breathe, take a deep breath, chin, letting go, letting go, letting go of the feeling of disappointment. They won't listen to me. Why won't they listen to me? Oh, because they're human souls with a mind of their own, and you're being taught to accept. I'm going to accept now the choices that my grandchildren make, that as long as they're not harmed. So take a deep breath. Grab your wrist and say peace. And then you can sit with that if you can and just think about where your number is now. Are you at 10, still 5? And if, you're, still, if your number is still high, what you can do is use Louise Hay's book, Heal Your Body, and she has an affirmation, a new thought pattern for every, every sickness or disease or problem. Every problem in this book has a new thought pattern. For instance, pain, as I said, pain, she says, is about guilt. What are you guilty about? What are you guilty, feeling guilt? Guilt always seeks punishment. My sister was seeking punishment for the grief, the unforgiveness, the guilt, having an affair with married men, all that guilt, guilt, guilt all over her, pain, 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 and her breasts especially. But tapping it, if I had known, and that was 2005, I didn't know a lot about EFT or German New Medicine, but today I can share with you my experience of this work. And here is the new thought pattern on pain. I lovingly... And you can go through this for your third round. I lovingly release the path uh, in between the eyebrows. They are free. They are free and I am free. Whoever it is, the problem, the, the, the uh, event, it's, they are free and I am free. All is well in my heart now. And you can keep repeating that. I lovingly release the past, release the past. They are free. I am free. All is well in my heart. All is well in my heart. It almost wants you to cry. It almost feels like crying. It's a release of inflammation, which might bring tears. 
I am free. They are free. I am well. All is well now. All is well. Peace. Okay. So that's the first um, tool that I would, and, and thank you, Regina Green was with us. She says, great being beloved. At, thank you, Regina. That's a beautiful phrase to speak to your body even and to others. We are great beings. We are great beings. Uh, I was talking to a friend uh, yesterday about prayer and how uh, sometimes we may feel that prayer isn't working in our life because things aren't changing much for us. And what occurred to me as I went to sleep or going to sleep last night is trust. The issue between whether you're going to pray the same way you've been praying in the past and today is trust that you are a great being, as Regina just said. You're a great being. You're chosen. uh, You're selected. You have a mission. You have a mission to bring light. You have a mission to bring raise consciousness. Being a great being means the awareness of that, the consciousness of that, I'm a great being. Let me put that up again. That's a powerful statement, Regina. The great being is it's a, an issue of self-esteem, of self-awareness, of love, self-love, great being. I'm a great being. And so you can reduce that inflammation with the I am instead of, oh, please help me. Please help me. I'm lost. Please help me. Don't let me be this. Don't let me do this. Don't let me. Yeah, no, I am powerful. I am amazing. I am wonderful. And that's your mission is to be a great being, beloved. Hallelujah. Thank you, Regina. So as we move forward, I want to talk now about the diet. The choices we make on what we put in our bodies says a lot about how much we love ourselves, how much self-esteem we have, how much appreciation we have. So I found this, I found several great audio, good audios about the food. And Dr. Uh, Sunil Dahan has, uh, is usually on my show. I, I found someone else teaching about what he was talking about last week about seed oils. And if you didn't get the full understanding as he gave us a tour of Whole Foods and all the seed oils that he found in the food and why he warns us against it, then this audio should help you because um, – what it brings out is the why seed oils are toxic in our body. It brings that out really well. So I'm going to play, and it's a long one, but I'm not going to play the full uh, audio. But the, the gist of it is it's a $100 billion ingredient that's making our food toxic. And it really helps us, it can really help us understand why we can make better choices when it comes to this particular ingredient Uh, because we may not fully understand why uh, food companies are using this ingredient, but when you hear something like this, oh, it's it's so enlightening that I hope you will come away from this changed in how you shop, if nothing else. 
So let me go to uh, this audio I'm going to play for you, and it'll be on the video on my uh, stream or on YouTube and Facebook about the $100 billion ingredient that's causing food to be toxic. In 2019, mechanical engineer William Osmond was trying to figure out how to make use of a common waste product, sawdust. A walk in the park left him thinking, people eat plants all the time, so why not eat trees? Osmond decided to use sawdust as a cheap alternative for a food ingredient. Considering the American food most resembling an actual piece of wood is the Rice Krispie Treat, Osmond decided to test just how much of the crisp rice he could replace with sawdust without consumers noticing. Incredibly, he found you could replace 15% of the rice with sawdust without too noticeable of a difference in the final treat. No idea. No way. I have literally no idea there's sawdust in here. That's amazing. Osmond's switcheroo was very clever, but pales in comparison to the gigantic switcheroo pulled on our global food supply over the past hundred years that would lead to today's people switching out a very common type of food that we had eaten for thousands of years in favor of something edible but foreign to the human diet and as I'll argue here, maybe even toxic, vegetable oil. Mazzola corn oil. Crisco oil. Vegetable corn and sunflower oil. Low-cost vegetable oil is in everything from packaged foods to restaurants and kitchens across the world. Vegetable oil. Canola oil. Vegetable oil. Canola oil. As consumption of vegetable oils exploded, rates of obesity and diabetes happened to explode with it. To understand why some doctors and scientists are saying vegetable oils make us fat and diseased, we need to take a look at some history, why some animals live longer than others, some tapes hidden in a basement, how vegetable oils are actually made, and what happens in your body when you eat them. Let's start in 1829. Thanks to new machinery, it became practical to make use of the leftover garbage from cotton production, cotton seeds. The oil extracted from cotton seed could be used as fuel for lamps or lubricant for machinery. In the early 1880s, Thomas Hudnut invented a mechanical way to extract oil from corn germ. Up until then, corn germ was a byproduct that corn refiners threw away. In 1898, corn oil started to be used as commercial cooking oil. And in 1902, the Hudnut mills were selling 36 million gallons of corn oil per year. In 1911, the soap maker Procter & Gamble came out with a new product, crystallized cottonseed oil. Crisco looked a lot like the common cooking fat, lard. Before 1900 or so, everyone used virtually 100% animal fats to cook. But Procter & Gamble figured their newer, cheaper product, Crisco, looked a lot like lard. So why not get people to eat Crisco instead? They launched a massive marketing campaign presenting their cottonseed oil product as the newer and cleaner cooking fat that made cheap, better tasting foods. In 1911, Procter & Gamble spent about $5 million worth of today's money to advertise Crisco and it became popular immediately. Just the next year in 1912, sales of Crisco amounted to 2,600,000 pounds. That same year in 1912, James B. Herrick published a paper on what is thought to be the first heart attack accurately described in a medical journal. You see, heart disease was actually a very rare condition before the 1900s or so. Crisco continued to ramp up their advertising and in 1916, 
Crisco sales had reached 60 million pounds. When the heart stops beating, death is not in fact instantaneous. In 1924, heart disease was rising and the American Heart Association, the AHA, was founded but remained quite small and poorly funded for quite a while. In 1945, soybean oil reached 1.3 billion pounds produced, overtaking cottonseed oil as the leading edible oil in the United States. In 1948, the American Heart Association finally got its big break when Procter & Gamble, the makers of Crisco, designated the AHA to receive the $1.7 million from Procter & Gamble's radio contest. And as the American Heart Association's own history book reads, it says, and overnight millions poured into our coffers. Heart disease was still on the rise and in 1955, President Dwight Eisenhower had a heart attack and the public was painfully aware of just how big a deal heart disease was. Then, just six years later in 1961, the American Heart Association had the answer to heart disease. The AHA recommended everyone to replace saturated fats like those found in animal fat with the polyunsaturated fats like those found in vegetable oils to prevent heart attack and stroke. It's 94% unsaturated. No oil is lower. By the way, saturated fat consumption didn't really correlate with rates of heart disease before or after 1961 when the AHA made their recommendation. And remember, we ate close to zero grams of polyunsaturated fat-rich vegetable oils before 1900 when heart disease was rare. Okay, so we went from zero in 1865 to 80 grams a day. Now let me just say, this is an infinite increase in vegetable oil consumption. That makes this the single greatest change to nutrition in all of history. I don't think anything else can even begin to compare. A third of our diet is coming out of factories that make these oils. Just like all these odd corn oil ads wanted us to do, we added huge amounts of polyunsaturated fat to our diet. And today, edible oil is now a hundred billion dollar industry. So, is this massive increase in polyunsaturated fat rich vegetable oil actually bad or just benign? You can find various anecdotes here and there of people clearing up ailments as bad as arthritis or irritable bowel syndrome and losing plenty of weight by removing vegetable oils from their diet. Molecular biologist Brad Marshall even came up with a croissant diet where he totally removed vegetable oils from his diet and lost plenty of stubborn weight while eating croissants. Even Dr. Kate Shanahan, nutritionist for the LA Lakers, removed vegetable oils from their diet plan. But these are just anecdotes, so let's move on. As mentioned, vegetable oil consumption happens to correlate with diabetes and obesity. But again, we can't get too excited. This is just a correlation. Next, it's well known that the size of an animal relates to how long it will live. The larger an animal, the longer it lives. But there are plenty of outliers. For example, humans can live over 100 years, but based on the size of humans, we should expect a 70 kilogram human to live only 26 years. Also, the 35 gram naked mole rat lives about five times longer than we should expect from its size. Then, researchers found another way to predict lifespan that accounts for some of these outliers like humans and the naked mole rat. They found that if the cells of the animals are made up more of the fats that are hard to oxidize or break down, they live longer. 
If the fats in their cells are easy to oxidize, they don't live as long. And these vegetable oils we're eating are mainly comprised of polyunsaturated fat, which is very easy to oxidize. Unfortunately for us, a 2015 review in the American Society for Nutrition found that the key polyunsaturated fat in vegetable oils, an omega-6 fat called linoleic acid, accumulates and sits in our bodies the more we eat it. The percentage of this linoleic acid in people's fat cells has nearly doubled from a bit under 10% in 1960 to around 20% in 2005. But remember, we were already eating plenty of vegetable oil by 1955. The next thing I'm going to show you, I searched for for three years. Do you know what I wanted to know? What was the omega-6 fat in anybody's adipose who was on an ancestral diet? As Dr. Chris Kenobi discovered, these Pacific Islanders who were eating a diet unadulterated by vegetable oils, the concentration of polyunsaturated linoleic acid in their bodies was only 3.8%, five times less than what people are getting today. 3.8% people, this is where we should be, and this is what keeps you healthy. So, animals that have cells that oxidize easily don't live too long, and we've been eating tons of these easily oxidizing oils. But what data do we have on humans, vegetable oils, and lifespan? Says Dr. France, I've heard the possibility that there might be some very interesting data in your father's basement. This is cardiologist Robert France on an episode of Malcolm Gladwell's revisionist history titled The Basement Tapes concerning Robert France's father, Ivan France. Ivan France chose to devote his life to studying heart disease, specifically to understanding the role of cholesterol and blood lipids in heart attacks. Back in the 1960s, Ivan France conducted a meticulously controlled study that would shed light on what actually happens when people cut out saturated fats and eat polyunsaturated vegetable fats instead. The study, which would be called the Minnesota Coronary Survey, took years to set up and had more than 9,000 research subjects. Since people were living in institutions, they could control exactly what the people ate. It ran for five years, from 1968 to 1973. The patients in France's study would go for their meals in the cafeteria and get one of two trays. They'd look completely identical. But one tray was food cooked with vegetable oil. The other had everything cooked in saturated fat. This was a beautifully organized study. There was lots of money, nothing, no holes were barred to try to do a good job. To this day, it stands as one of the most rigorous diet trials ever conducted. So what does the Minnesota study show? The patients on the vegetable oil diet did end up with lower cholesterol than the people who ate food cooked with animal fats. But the vegetable oil people didn't live longer, which made no sense. They were eating the kind of diet everyone believed should help you live longer. For whatever reason, Ivan France sat on his data for 15 years until he finally published the results in 1989. And his study was all but forgotten for a quarter century. That is, until researcher at the NIH, Christopher Ramsden, tracked down Ivan France's son for the old tapes containing the raw data from this study. The people who were over 65 who had been on the, the diet for more than a year, the more their cholesterol was lowered, the higher the risk of an adverse outcome. Here, by adverse outcome, yeah. he means death. 
people over 65 were dying faster if they ate a so-called healthy diet. There's no good evidence that reducing saturated fat makes you live longer. The best clinical trials we have reach the opposite conclusion. In Ramsden's paper on the Minnesota Coronary Survey, he essentially says that the reason we assumed vegetable oils are healthy up until now is because researchers weren't completely publishing the actual results of their studies. Let me remind you that vegetable oils are everywhere. In many packaged foods, chips, rice chips, crackers, salad dressings, sauces, biscuits, mixed nuts, granola bars, most mayonnaises are basically a jar of soybean oil. I'm not in the U.S. at the moment, but even most of these nicely packaged meals at this expensive Japanese supermarket contain these cheap vegetable oils. Most restaurants and chefs use vegetable oils because they have a neutral flavor and, well, they're cheap. People have asked me what I think about plant-based meats in the past, and one reason I'm not keen on them is because they're simulating the fattiness of real meat with a bunch of vegetable oils. Canola, soybean, grapeseed, sunflower, safflower, corn, and all kinds of polyunsaturated vegetable oils. So I'm going to stop um, that uh, teaching right there because we've got to go to our last break. And I want to just summarize that to say that butter, coconut oil, uh, avocado oil, olive oil, are probably the safest oils. I say probably. When you think about coconut oil, it's not a seed. It's actually a pulp that we're getting the oil from. Olive oil, of course, uh, that's coming from the seed. So, eh, suspect there. Uh, avocado oil, where is it coming from? The seed. The, it, to me, in my personal life, the safest oil would be coconut oil because it's not a seed oil that will become rancid quickly. If you ever uh, had a box of processed food, which we'll talk about after the break, uh, in, on your shelf for like past the expiration date, when you open up that package and smell the package, you can smell the rancid oil. I don't know if you've ever had that experience, which to me was in the trash. We store uh, products on our in our cat in our pantry, uh, especially today that are coming in a box. And if you haven't read the ingredients, there's probably oil in them. But once they reach their expiration, they maybe even before you can smell the rancidity of the oil. And that that uh, audio, which you can find on YouTube, is called the $100 billion ingredient making your food toxic, if you want to continue. Because there's another, I think, 10 minutes or more to that audio, that teaching. Bottom line is oil become from seeds after its process becomes rancid. And there's no greater proof than to open up a box that expires that had oil in it and you can smell the rancidity of it. So we're talking, if you just joined us, healing the root cause of pain. Uh, we went through tapping for some emotional pain, like losing a child, that can help us accept the transition of that child, at least on one level of emotion. And otherwise, it may take some therapy. But the emotional pain can many times be reduced in the numbers number of intensity and stress by tapping 
but I'm going to share with you some other ways to reduce the mental stress and pain that can, can contribute to the inflammation in the body, physical body. But the media is pointing out Mother Maui is calling us. Mother Maui, that beautiful island in the Pacific where I've been twice. I've had the pleasure, the honor, the privilege of traveling to Maui and being on that island for, I don't know, a whole week or so. Heavenly. So it's calling us. I'm sending lots of love and healing that the people of Maui will rise up and overcome the evil that was presented to them and put out the flame, not only the flame that destroyed cars and uh, left some millionaires' homes free of damage, wink, wink, but also we are here presented with a spiritual message to put out the flame in our bodies and our minds and hearts we do get rid of the inflammation, which is contributing to your discomfort or your pain, and which can cause some people to go to their doctor and get an opiate. And then the pleasure uh, that people are seeking can kill them because they go into extreme behavior, as the documentary Painkiller on, on Netflix demonstrated. People can go into extreme behavior to reach the pleasure level and start snorting this, that's what happened in the end of that documentary. We, it demonstrated the consequence or the final effect of going to seeking extreme pleasure in a drug, snorting it like cocaine to a point of your heart just gives stop. Your heart says, I've had enough of this nonsense. That's what it becomes, insanity, nonsense. When you have to chop up a pill made by a corporation. And I don't know if you heard in that audio, the number, the corporations, the $100 billion ingredient is because corporations are making lots and lots of money off our stupidity, off our our ignorance. And they're selling these drugs and these food products to people who have no clue what it's doing to their body in the short term and long run, stopping the heart. And any time the heart gets weaker, that's when you're going to have inflammation because the system is interrupted in the flow of things, and then one part will become inflamed because the system is not flowing the way it should. So I'm going to take a last break. When I come back, I have one more um, audio I want to share to you about how Five ways to identify ultra-processed food. Some of this might be common knowledge to you, to some of you. But I want to just reemphasize how the choices we make to nourish our body are so important in reducing the inflammation. Today we're going to talk about and we're going to help you choose some other tools to reduce the inflammation in your emotions, your body, and your mind. Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel? Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach 
or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise. Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325. And press... Tune in to Sofa Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Sofa Solutions. And call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. Because as you, if you heard in the last audio, all these processed seed oils 
become rancid in the body. They cause the body to be inflamed because anytime your body is out of balance with the perfect homeostasis process, you're going to have inflammation and pain. Poor diet is now the leading cause of early death on planet Earth for human beings. The science is now really clear that the more ultra-processed food you eat, the higher your risk of early death, cancer, heart attacks, strokes, inflammatory diseases like Crohn's disease, metabolic disease like type 2 diabetes, mental health problems like anxiety and depression, and finally, and perhaps most worryingly of all, dementia. Hi, I'm Chris Van Tullican, and these are five ways to identify ultra-processed foods. Step one, read the ingredients. You know, until I started writing this book and started studying ultra-processed food as a scientist, I'd never read an ingredients list, and almost none of my colleagues who are scientists and doctors had either. The really important thing about reading the ingredients lists is that's how you can tell if a food is ultra-processed. So there's a very long formal scientific definition of ultra-processed food. It goes over several pages because it has to encompass this huge range of products and all the different industrial technologies that we use to make everything from a, from a diet drink to a, to a margarine or a cake. So the kind of additives you're going to be looking for is this very wide range of molecules, things like emulsifiers, humectants, stabilizers gums like xanthan gum or guar gum or locust bean gum. But there's also things that sound a bit harmless like fruit concentrates or natural flavorings or natural low calorie sweetness. All of those are still signs of ultra processing. And the thing you're worrying about is partly those additives themselves. We know that some of them are harmful, but those are also signs of lots and lots of other processing and design technologies that have gone into the foods that drive excess consumption and health problems. So step one is read the ingredients lists. Step two, keep on eating ultra processed food. Now this sounds a bit counterintuitive, I know, but it's actually really important. So as you're reading my book or as you're consuming any information about ultra processed food, including reading those ingredients lists, just keep eating it for a while. You're gonna to start to realize that so much of what you eat that you thought was healthy is in fact ultra processed. You'll notice flavorings in your breakfast cereal. You'll notice that your supermarket bread contains things called tartaric acid esters of mono and diglycerides of fatty acids. This is also known as datem. It's an emulsifier and it makes bread smooth and spongy. You're gonna notice flavorings and emulsifiers in all your condiments. And you're gonna to start to worry about it, but don't stop eating yet. So this technique of Consuming something harmful while you learn about it is really powerful. It works very well for smoking. So there's lots of evidence that if people keep smoking whilst they learn about how bad smoking is, they find it much, much easier to quit. They gradually become disgusted with the cigarettes. And the same is going to happen to you and your consumption of ultra processed food. You'll start wanting it and enjoying it much, much less as you learn about it. You're going to see these themes emerge as you eat it, as you read the ingredients list. Because lots of ultra-processed food is made in exactly the same way. The point of ultra-processed food, remember, is not about nourishing you. It's invented for profit. And a lot of the time, it's taking the cheapest possible materials, almost waste products from the rest of the food industry, and repurposing them and trying to get them into the human food chain where they become really valuable. They can be turned into addictive ultra-processed foods, and that makes far more money from them. So you'll see on the ingredients list, you start with a staple crop. It's often grown for animal feed, things like corn and soya. And that crop is disassembled into its molecular parts. 
There'll be some starchy powders, some flour, some protein isolates, and then you read about fats and oils. And most crops can be broken down into those three things. Those three things then can be reassembled to generate almost any texture and mouthfeel that you want. You then add colorings, flavorings, emulsifiers to glue the whole thing together with some stabilizers, and you create the illusion of food. It might be a reformed meat product, it might be a vegan sausage, it might be a cake, it might be a pizza. But they're all broadly made in the same way, and they all have the same basic taste. So you're going to start to notice that whether you're eating this pudding or, or a pizza, that actually there are themes emerging that you can start to detect in your mouth. You're going to notice the strange gumminess of xanthan gum that isn't quite like dairy fat should be. You're going to notice that modified starches in your yogurt taste a bit weird. You're going to start to sense the difference between artificial sweeteners and you're going to notice the strange umami taste of flavor enhancers that are out of context. So as you eat, you're going to read the labels, keep eating, and you're going to notice the first thing you're going to notice is that it all tastes more or less the same. Step three, don't worry too much about fat, salt, and sugar. If you're eating real food, your body will actually take care of your intake of those molecules pretty well. Now, obviously, if you are an amazing cook and you make nothing but cakes and you fry your own chicken and you eat incredibly fatty, sugary food at home, it is possible. I'm going to stop that there. I think this audience is well-educated on what he's saying and the ways to identify ultra-processed food. If you've been with me for a while, and some of this is probably not new to you, but I encourage you to listen to the full teaching if you're interested. And on YouTube, it's called Five Ways to Identify Ultra-Processed Foods. So as he said, mentioned, the oils are added for what? Profit. The, the, the challenge we have with listening to Mother Maui calling us to reduce the flame in our bodies is to recognize the influence corporations have had on ignorant human beings, ignorant human beings or deceived human beings. This audience, I believe, is well-educated on the dangers of putting this garbage in our bodies, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes comfort food can be very attractive. But Mother Maui is calling us. This incident in Maui is so profound on so many levels that if we are paying attention, we will begin to change the way we live. Send love and, and compassion to Maui. Start looking at the inflammation. All that fire that's being displayed on YouTube, on the news, is a message for us to put out the flame inside of us that is causing us to have pain and start living a more conscious, educated life that leaves out corporation influence. We need to get rid of the corporation influence in our lives. That is one of the key ways to get rid of pain. So between the medical system, the food system, and the pharmaceutical, all these corporations and our government, especially influenced by lobbyists, uh, we have a choice to make. Maui, Mother Maui is calling us. So let me go to the phones. I thought I had more than one. Oh, okay, we have one. 
If you have a question or comment, press one. I'll open up your mic. Um, so, Brother Kwame Sunhorse, your mic is open. Welcome. Grand Rising, Sister Viata. Excellent show. My guy came in a little late, but everything is on point. And looking at the oils that you recommended, you know, coconut oil, avocado seed oil, and olive oil. You know, the only thing that, and they are very good for the body, the part that I found with using it and cooking with it, it's high, It's a little higher flammable, I know coconut oil is, than regular oil because of its, its, it's less dense as, uh, and you don't have to use as much heat in, in being able to use it you know, for sautéing or cooking, whatever, whichever one you're using it for. But it's also good, too, for, you know, putting on salads and different things that you do, olive oil especially. So we've got to know how to balance our diet and more so in using or cooking our food basically with its own water, I mean, its own moisture, steaming, and those things is because what we're looking at is that that has been by design, the quickness of fried food, because that was part of the way of the the opening of the interstate highway and making food fast and quick in a hurry. And so it's being able to see there's a process of food growing, there's a process of food that should be put in our body. And so it's looking at how do we balance because we're not eating to live, we're eating to fill up. And and that fill up, it's, it's not being uh, conducive to our growth and development. Our well, that's like, I'll go over go if uh, you're in the blog talk, I'll go over. It's like Oxycontin, uh, people are looking for comfort and pleasure versus nourishment in the food and healing the pain that's caused by emotions. Uh, by the way, I want to add peppermint oil is got to be in your, your medicine cabinet. If you want to have a natural source of pain relief, peppermint oil, and you can internally, you can put a drop in a glass at water and drink that water with peppermint oil. That will help the inflammation and then meditation. Uh, if we're going to uh, get to a next level in our dimension dwelling, fourth, fifth dimension, there has to be in our daily routine the practice of going out in nature, and I'm sure uh, Brother Kwame agrees, going out in nature, getting in the sun, hugging trees, talking to birds, talking. I was talking to I had ants in my house for a while, and I was talking to these ants because they were just everyone like, what is with you guys? They're gone now because what I finally did was said, okay, got the message. I need to be industrious. Number one, I need to get my, my Cuba videos up on YouTube. I've been procrastinating, procrastinating. Some way we're coming to say, get busy, get busy. So now they're gone. Thank ants for their message. I haven't seen an ant in two days. so And I haven't sprayed anything but- other than peppermint oil. I've been spraying peppermint oil around and, and I wipe my floors with a peppermint oil and um, a water or vinegar 
So there are so many natural ways to balance our environment inside and out. And one of them is talking to critters, um, talking to ants, talking to whatever is in your environment. And you will see the harmony develops in your life, the peace that develops. We were tapping earlier, uh, Brother Kwame, and the tapping should always be with a feeling of peace and harmony. And until you get to that place, tap and keep, keep activating your acupuncture point until you come to a place of peace and acceptance about whatever is causing your pain, whether it's emotions, being a da- uh, an injury. I watched a woman uh, on YouTube give birth in an Amazon. Oh, she was a na- she was a, a a woman, not Amazon, but. She was a roaming, well, the people who roam around in in the uh, Middle East, um, nomad. She was a nomad. Her family was was walking through water and all that. When it came time for her to give birth, this woman didn't cry, didn't yell, didn't scream, didn't do anything but squat. And women were around her, massaging her. There was no pain in her, obviously, or either her constant movement. Constant movement as a nomad. Nomads are always moving. They always they probably eat a whole lot less than we do, of course. But they're on the move all the time. Nomads are moving, moving, moving. When it came time to give birth, squat, let the baby come out, and she took a, not one peak of pain, uh, screaming and crying. We can take a lesson from nomad women. Keep moving, especially if you're pregnant. Don't sit down and watch and eat uh, popcorn and chocolates and all that. No, no, no. That's going to increase your inflammation, and you're going to have more pain from your diet, your lifestyle, and your emotional state of not wanting to move, which is so key in reducing inflammation in the body is moving. Less food, especially processed food. And more movement. So thank you, Brother Kwan, for sharing your wisdom. Oh, wait. Let me see. Okay. Did you have another, one more comment? Yeah, I was just going to comment because you spoke about the Oxycontin, and then you're saying that the people found out that they could crush it and use it, snorting it, because that was the two things that they come to discover is that the quickest way to the brain, because... Taking it in a pill form, it was time, release, and covered. That was how they got it on the market. The part that was found out by the people, or the addicts especially, is that when you snort it, it goes directly into the membrane and into the, to the part of the brain that they want to use to deal with the pain. And that's the same thing that was with crack cocaine. Crack cocaine, smoking it, it is absorbed. Once you inhale it, it is absorbed into the upper part of the brain, I mean the lower part of the brain because it sits right there when we inhale. Our mouth absorbs that smoke, and that part of it getting to the brain quicker is what the, the addiction was able to be able to be so addictive. Right, right. I had the experience of, of uh, freebasing in my lifetime. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm glad I had the experience because I know what it feels like. You're talking about instant pleasure. Like you said, it goes instantly 
to the brain and you're in another world and it's the most dangerous thing in the world for somebody like me because you could ease. I can see how you're people are addicted to, to crack, uh, crack, smoking. Just like they snorting oxycontin, you become euphoric. You don't know where. They anyway, let me go to another caller. I'm, I'm over time because I want you to participate. Three one two eight eight two. Your mic is open. We on Yachalong, Grand Rising, and Assalamualaikum to you, uh, Doctor V. How you doing, Minister Plump in Chicago, Illinois? Doing extremely well as I let go of so many uh, processed drugs and chemicals in my food choices and going more and more. In fact, what I'm doing, Kwame mentioned cooking uh, with co- uh, coconut oil can be challenging. I don't cook with any oils anymore. I'm using just water, steaming, steaming things. Uh, when I saute something, I just uh, put a little water in there. That's how I'm overcoming the need to buy oil, and it, it's better on the budget. So, uh, Minister Plump, what choices are you making to reduce inflammation and pain in your life? Thank you for asking. Hallelujah. Uh, well, first of all, and last and foremost, is uh, uh, reflecting and uh, respecting uh, the godlike consciousness that you know, and thank you for uh, keeping up on us with our health is our wealth. You know, and a mind is a terrible thing to waste. So we've got to use the godlike consciousness to, uh, you know, to uh, increase our, our longevity, which is our life. And that's, uh, you know, food is a, a part of uh, life. I'm I'm doing more fruits and vegetables, uh, more uh, in, in trying to uh, lessen the meat. I know the meat is not really good for us. I don't eat any pork. However, uh, you know, it is always uh, better when you uh, uh, use uh, the concepts of God, uh, the natural things, you know, that's uh, God. Uh, has uh, for us to do, including uh, putting our feet on into the dirt, uh, you know, uh, getting some more uh, sunlight, uh, and also uh, exercising. And, and you know, prayer uh, is a big major part, too, in, uh, you know, honoring God as well as honoring your own body because our health is our wealth. And I'm so glad that, you know, you you are really dynamite in 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 encouraging us uh that, you know, our health is our wealth. So we got to learn to better, know better and do better with all of the things in life that is are good for us instead of things that is bad for us. It's just like the, so, the opposition of God is bad. The devil is bad for us and God is good for us. So I'm using yeah. the concept of God. Thank you. So thank you. And I hope you um, uh, overcome your congestion. It sounds like you're a little congested, but keep, here's the thing about meat eating. I'm learning something new about carnivore diet. This go blow, might blow some minds. I mean, I've been trying to, I tried to be a vegetarian for a while, and then I, I got to have some fish. But here's something I learned about carnivore diet. 
Jordan Peterson is a Canadian professor, teacher, and he, along with many other people on YouTube, are giving their testimony about being on a carnivore-only diet and how they got rid of all their health problems, all of them. I'm talking about inflammation, arthritis. And here's the key. If you want to eat the meat, you need to give up everything else. Because if you, this is what I'm learning from watching and listening to people who are raving about being on a carnivore diet, not months and weeks, but years, and how they have no disease or, or illnesses in their body. They're only in carnivore diet. So the key is simplicity, simplification. If you're eating a steak with potatoes, mashed uh, uh, peas, and uh, five other different foods, you're going to have inflammation because your body is not designed to be digesting all those items at once. But I see what's happening with carnivore diets. That's the only thing they're eating. They might add a little green stuff in it, but when they're eating nothing but beef, for instance, the body can handle that easily. It, uh, the small intestine is absorbing what it needs from that, pushes it out, doesn't have to deal with all the ultra-processed chemicals that we're putting in our body, which is confusing the body. Crit vessel is perfect in its function and its purpose. When you put more and more of these ultra-processed chemicals and oils and all this, confusion, confusion galore. If you concentrate on just eating beef, your body can handle that. And it's like a fast, and your body will heal it will take the energy that it would normally be using to, to process the potatoes and the chips and the pasta and all the other chemicals, and it will use that energy to heal whatever you need healing because you're only eating one thing. They're eating carn diet beef, and there's all kinds of teachings on how to start it. And that, Anyway, I'm not recommending that unless you're trying to lose weight that's one of the things these people benefited from eating a carnivore diet only. They lost a lot of weight. I don't need to lose any weight, so I'm going to keep eating what I, the way I'm eating, my sweet potatoes and potatoes and my um, fermented foods. I, I'm, gain, I'm maintaining and sometimes gaining. But if you want to lose weight, you might consider doing a carnivore diet. There's tons of videos on YouTube. Don't take my word for it. Go and search about carnivore diets. You're going to see maybe hundreds of people giving their testimonies on how this diet benefited them and healed their diseases. Now, one more quote from Naima, our executive producer, says on uh, Facebook, when we ignorantly teach women that God or the creator is punishing them for the, quote, disobedience of Eve in the Garden of Eden, with pain in childbirth, we fail to use our intelligence to discover how to have a pain-free childbirth. Well said, my sister. Well said. The pain, there was no pain in this nomad woman, obviously. I, it, it's a, you could probably find it on YouTube. Nomad woman gives birth in a tent. Just search for that. I, I was looking at it in amazement that she did not yell, scream. There was not even pain on her face. It was like just Comfort women helping her. Number one, do a support. Women coming to the support of a woman who's bringing new life. Uh, number two, uh, what nine? Get rid of the ignorance that religion 
has taught women about birth and what it means. And the pain won't even be there if you go nine months with a conscious doula like myself, I'm going to brag, who can help you prepare your body, your mind, and your emotions for this beautiful birth process that everyone has to go through. Every man, woman comes through the womb of a woman. So let's bring it to a level, as Naima said, of truth and not lies. Truth. Bring birthing to a level of truth. And that's what we're doing with all of this today, getting rid of the ignorance. That's what's the key to pain reduction and, and, and elimination, getting rid of the ignorance about food, getting rid of the ignorance about what these drugs are doing to people's bodies and minds that eventually lead to death and bringing in the knowledge of EFT, tapping, letting go, letting go of, of fight, flight energy, using peppermint oil all over and inside your body to reduce inflammation. And then most important in my mind is meditation or prayer, bringing yourself to affirm who you are in the creator's eyes. In the creator's eyes, you are wonderful. I am a special being. I am a powerful being. I am awesome. Not, oh, please help me, God. I don't know what to do. That is a level of lack of self-love when you're constantly begging the Most High for help instead of affirming what the Creator put in you to be, human being, well-being. And here's a final meditation as we leave. Earth my body, water my blood. These are words that affirm your greatness. Earth my body, water my blood, air my breath and fire my spirit. Earth my body, water my blood, air my breath and fire my spirit. I like to sing to the earth, I like to hold. She likes to sing to me, she likes to hold me, I like to sing to the earth, I like to hold her, she likes to sing to me, she likes to hold me, I carry fistfuls of Make love to the breeze. I carry fistfuls of bones. I trust they will lead me home. I carry grief on my wings. I know I caged birds. Out of the ignorance. Come out of the ignorance, affirm the power that your ancestors gave you to live on this earth as a powerful being, a loving being. 
don't forget to send smiles to everyone you meet. Everybody you see during the day needs your smile. And that may be the biggest thing. Their pain. Give them a friendly way and love them. Come to the end of our show today. You can hear every show in the archive at www.blogtalkradio.com. May you rise above the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. And put together new models for the new world we're going to show. Getting rid of the info. That's www.naimahlatif.com. New power. Listen to our radio shows. Up from the ashes. And be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. We're going to say thank you to our global family. Weekend. Believe um, this that has uh, Mama Joy or Deborah. I believe Deborah is traveling. So tune in for enlightened conversation this weekend. Poland, France, France, Gracias, Italy, Grazie. Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may and peace be upon you. And the special aloha to all my brothers and sisters in Maui. You are rising up, creating new and powerful by Yahuwah for the love and energy we are all sending to Maui for the rebuilding and the rebirthing. Hallelujah. Pain-free birth in Maui. Everybody have a great day and a great week.